Me like match pitch. Oh, should we try to do that? My name means musical too. I match pitch. Oh, I know I can't do that because I can't sing. We have to try. You have to sing. So you start. We'll go to you. different today the intro was a little different six degrees nyc a lot for here with audrey janes ben goldstein hey. hey good evening folks that intro we'll get back to that later okay we didn't uh we didn't outsource our music yet but we have a good pot up for today so how was the week pretty okay? good how was you week? have a good week i think i think so i kind of don't remember it actually yeah. it's one of those uh early spring possibly depending on when this is late spring, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Hell, spring days. It could be the weeks. fall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. Did anything happen? Of no, I don't remember anything happening at all. Is this like the week that nothing happens? No, no. They're, they're, everything. There's always. I mean, something happens every day. Yeah. A lot of you saw a basketball game. Recently. I did. I did. I was in. I was in Philly yesterday. Came back this morning. Uh, you know, Philly's one of those cities. It's like love Philly. It's yeah, great. I guess I can't tell you how I really feel about it. Yeah, that. I was just I wanted I to preface that because because I was about to I was about to tear Philly. Philly is a cool place. I've grown to like a lot more. But can I ask a question got, about Philly? Yeah, were the were the street poles were they still greased up from the Super Bowl or did that wash off already? Um, I don't know. I didn't try just in climbing case, them. Just in case anyone's wondering, this is the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Here we go. <laughs> I, I, 41 to 33. I did stay directly across the street from City Hall. And did you? I observed some beautiful, you know, architecture. And, oh, they have the bell down there. <laughs> yeah. They have. We got a bell too right here on the freaking soundboard right here. Oh, do you want a bell? I got a bell for you right here, right? It's right there, right? I'm looking for the bell. I don't know if we have a bell. We definitely don't have a bell. We can get a bell. We can get a bell. I'm going to put oh, a bell. Our bell is our bell is clean too, unbroken. Yeah, nothing happened to this there bell. They have a broken bell. You want a clean, pristine bell? You come to six. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if I wanted input on what sounds good and doesn't, I'll wait to ask our guest today. That's All nice. right. Okay. All right. We'll get to that. Yeah. But before we do, before we do, what's the word? So each wait. Week- and the word is. So each week. <laughs> On the word, we try to stump our co-hosts with a word that you may or may not find in the dictionary. And today's word is phonorecord. The hell you call me? Phonorecord. That's one word? I'm not sure where the the emphasis is on which syllable. Phonorecord. Phonorecord. Shot clock? Phonorecord. Phonorecord. Well, phono, phono, phonics, sound. Record, phono record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know that I know this as not just a record. Is this more than a record? Phone record is that a mm-hmm. is okay. that the original way to to, to record the original recording device or what they refer like is a CD or is a uh, tape deck or are you a, looking at my notes? No. Well, I think you got it kind of right. I think <laughs> you guys got it. 
I'll take another way. It's terrible. I have six and oh. I have a nineteen seventy one Marantz. I, well, I think it's seventy one, seventy two, whatever. Marantz. You know, there's a phono jack that goes right to my record player. So you got an A track? No, I have like a receiver. Ooh. It's a Marantz receiver. It's my it was one of my favorite things. After uh, after the election last year, I decided to buy He's some. Very proud of it. Yeah, I am. I love it. I, it mm-hmm. took me like three or four weeks of like intense eBay searching to put together, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I just, you know, I have some of my parents' old records, some of my own old records, mm-hmm. and uh, some new records that are old records. And Well, uh, having a record player is fun, and it's a little old school, and I like it. Yeah, well, we're um, in Brooklyn, and there's a lot of record players. There, well, that's true. We're in Williamsburg. <laughs> you know, there are more record stores now in my neighborhood than, like, I think there were even 30 years ago <laughs> when records were sort of more of a way people bought music. It's, that's funny. There's one on like every, if you look, check out Greenpoint record stores. There's like 12 record stores now. They're all doing fine, I think. So, Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, so phono record is actually the, a term used in legal definitions to refer to the physical recording of a song. So it could be a CD, an audio cassette, a vinyl disc. Oh, so, so, so. Yeah. So you guys are right. I mean, you got, you got it. I'm so, I'm proud of us. I got to say, I'm just like question. I'm so glad that we have Audrey's login so we can get all okay, these. Totally. We're getting all these right. You got to step I'm your shit up, Audrey. Right now. You got to step your shit up. <laughs> all right. But you know, one thing is for sure. I think our guest today would have. He probably would have gotten that. I'd say. I mean, so only one way to find out. Our guest today is a real life New York City artist working across many platforms. From video to graphic novels to music, his 2015 album Questions was produced with some of the industry's biggest names. David Bronson, welcome to Six Degrees, New York City. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Good to be here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, before um, we get into anything else, congrats on the phono record. You guys nailed it. Yeah, was that right? Yes, yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. That's great. You, you got it. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks for your input. Listen, before we do anything, <laughs> what did you get us? You know, Six Degrees NYC, all of this shit ain't free, okay? We I got just bills gave to you pay. A really awesome compliment. <laughs> That's all you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go get it? Yeah, let's yeah. pull them out. Let's bust them out. Get what you got us. I can't. I can never decide. Just, it, it, it's no pressure. Just the gift really sets the tone for the podcast. But hey, no pressure. Yeah. Um, we're, we're about to find out how long this podcast is going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be pretty long. <laughs> this is for the whole group of you. What is it? Oh my god. And describe it. Okay. We have in front of us Mickey and Goofy uh, driving a golf cart. Is that a postcard? It's a postcard. Can I see? Mickey's collection. Well, thank you so much, Dave. You are just so <laughs> You went all the way to Florida for us? No, no. I've, I haven't had a hand delivered postcard. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Especially because of Goofy's hands. They're pretty cool. They're really. I mean, so you got a postcard. Yeah. What, what does Thanks this mean? I don't. I don't get. Is this? Is this you? Like, are you? Yes, I'm in the Goofy costume. They really? Yep. No. That was a job I had in 1971. Holy shit! Are you really? serious? Well, I was born in 1976. So. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me in 71. Oh my God, you guys are so gullible. <laughs> no, no, not not in the postcard. Damn. We're still keeping this. Oh, yeah. You guys definitely should keep it. I'm going to tell everyone that's you. Yeah. What else you got for me? What do you got okay, for me? Okay. So let me break this up. Yeah. All right. These are for Ben. 
Okay. Oh, wow. I get Ben, yeah. describe him as Ben. Remember, remember, I told you I asked for your address like three months ago. Oh, yeah. Something? Yeah. Well, I was going to send you this. So I didn't get around to it. So I figured I'd bring it now. What is <laughs> you it? Know, what is it? <laughs> these are f- this. It's this. These are each for you. And, and this Thank is for you. each of you. Oh, wow. Is this yours? No, the bottom it's one. It's like the a big comic. One. It's a comic. Holy the shit. The bottom Thank one you. is a comic. Yeah. And then that's just the album download because oh, I assumed you didn't. Is this yours? Holy shit. We are holding. Well, Dave, do you want to describe yeah, what this I don't is? Want to yeah, yeah, I'd rather you describe it. Okay. Right, Dave, We're, is this you? Oh, yeah. It stars me and my baby, a little girl. We, we have a, a comic book slash graphic. How, how would no, comic, comic book? book. Yeah. yeah. So we have a, a comic book of Dave and his daughter that opens uh, the front cover. And my shrink. Cover and your shrink. She's in there too. Sorry, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. No, that's okay. I thought you were going to send this to me about three months ago. So. I meant to. <laughs> um, wow. Listen, uh, is it okay with you if we take photos of this and post it on our website? Oh, yeah. This Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. So, I mean, did you draw this? Yeah, I did. Seriously? I did. Jeez. This is, this is great. And I love oh, that it's God, in you. Look at this. It's, all right, so the front cover Easy, is of turnstiles from the Thank subway, you. which is great. Um, this is beautiful. This is very New York. This is so New York. So cool and beautifully done. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Wow. And to end an album. I don't want to rub it in, but I got two more. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm not going to talk about them. No? These are just two artists that, that, uh, independent comic book artists that I, that Uh I really love their work. And, um, that really, I, I wasn't intending on necessarily discussing any, any other stuff on the show, but Ben, I just brought those for you because I thought you would like those and appreciate Thanks. them. And we've yeah. talked about, you know, how I've gotten into indie comics over the last many years. And yeah. I have so many fucking questions right now about this. Yeah. yeah. But oh, the green uh, Yeah. So you always do this. this I know. What do we get? Yeah, so. This is really good. I mean, I'm, I'm just like thoroughly in, impressed. We, and this, this is, if, I think what just happened is Dave just secured himself for a, a sequel. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where we describe cell by cell what's happening in comic books on air. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many questions no, about production costs of this. And we'll, 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 we'll do that another time, or maybe off air. But um, <laughs> well, listen. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for These the gift. Thank you awesome. so much. This is really awesome. My pleasure. Glad you like them. So before we get into like your talent and all that, we heard. Talents, plural, clearly. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm wincing. Yeah. <laughs> Before we do that, we want to know about this whole not having a sense of smell thing. Oh, We're yes. curious. My defining character is. I mean, it's just. <laughs> it, is, it is extremely interesting. It's fascinating. You, to me, it's the most boring thing in the world. So you yeah. don't talk about it. You don't have a sense of smell. No, I was born without a sense of smell along with my identical twin brother. Wow. Um, well, and I guess that's not surprising because we yeah. have the same you genetics. Do you look yeah. exactly alike? No. Now we look a lot more alike because I shaved everything off two mm-hmm. days ago. So can, can I just say when I when I first met like Jeremy, Jeremy, he was in the, the school. We went to Pratt together. I met Jeremy at a show and I met him by yelling, Dave, what's yeah. up? It's so good to see you. I had no idea. I thought you looked exactly like that. That has happened to both of us like yeah. multiple times in life. Like, yeah. You know, I've met his friends that way. He's met my friends well, that I way. Well, I didn't like, know that. I, I think I yeah. It was so early. I didn't yeah. even know you had a brother yet. So yeah, yeah. it was very no, that's, shocking. That's, Is that the coolest thing in the world? Sorry, because I imagine. When that happens? Me. No, just having an identical twin. Like oh, sister, sister. It, it is really cool, but you don't think about it like to me he's just a brother but there's a there's there's like um there's kind of like an affinity and it's just it's because we're genetically the same it's not like if i had a fraternal twin that's literally just a 
the same as everyone probably knows. That's just another sibling that you happen to have been born together. Right. Literally just like any other brother and sister, but an identical twin, you know, you're, you're the same in many ways. Like, so it is, it is interesting in that way that there is like a person that, that you understand and you understand, understands the kind of the way you think in, in a lot of ways and just the way you respond there are more similarities. Did you guys have your own secret language when you were little? I, actually, we, we, my mom still is like, remember when you were Tappy Brothers? Because like we used to like, <laughs> and we're like, no, we don't remember it at all, of course. But like apparently when we were really young, like in the crib, we would, we had like a language. Yeah. That more I don't remember at all. That's very we common. Tapped. We would like, mm-hmm. tap, and we said it and we would tap and, and wow. then we called each other, I think, or she, I don't know who named it, but we were like, we called each other, my tappy brother. And I would say my tappy brother. Yeah. I don't remember any of this. It was like when we were maybe two years old, maybe one. I have no recollection. You guys grew up in Jersey? Yes. What? Where in Jersey? Started in Hoboken. Hoboken. Oh, wow. <laughs> like Hoboken, a, in, yeah. I mean, for like, I, no, like I, I love Hoboken, but, but, uh, but that was like for the first six months of my life. I don't okay. remember it at all. And then, um. Milburn Short Hills. Okay. The rest of the run. Shout to the hills. Yeah. Last week we were shouting out the hills, Clinton Hills, hills and now we're Clinton shouting hills. out the yeah. hills, Short Hills. Short Hills. Yeah, hills. hills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next, week, next week we have something Beverly Hills. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? So when did you, um, when did you, when did you find out that you, because you didn't, didn't, didn't have a sense of smell. You didn't have a sense of smell. No, no. I, I was, it was probably about the age of four. Yeah. I think is what happened that my, I, I, we also have a younger brother who's 21 months younger than us. Which you, you know, guys are all close. Then we're all very close in yeah. age, and we don't remember. We don't remember life without him at mm-hmm. all. We grew up essentially as triplets, but he was always a little smaller, you know. Um, <laughs> and um, at that point in time, for for a good chunk of our childhood, the three of us shared a room. So we woke up one morning, and apparently our younger brother smelled what our mom was cooking. He he goes, "Oh, we're having bacon and eggs," and that was like a treat, you know, because we love bacon and eggs. And we w- were like, like "No, we're not. No, we were just we were just like." Uh. Forget you're stop lying. Yeah, you're, we were like, yeah, right. and then we got downstairs, and it was like, lo and behold, and we were like, our minds were blown. We like, were just like, you? How did you know? yeah, yeah. Wow. So we're like, what? And he's like, I smelled it. And we were like, what do you mean? Like we had heard smell. I remember because we had there was like a group of five kids, my my twin brother, myself, and then there were three other kids in the neighborhood, like on our street, uh, who always played, like. To get it was three girls actually we were, you know they're doing all right and like we <laughs> were like four and and we all played and and all these girls they had the we all had sticker books and they had stickers that they loved and like I remember the little like strawberry shortcake stickers were like scratch and sniff you remember those and they'd yeah, always yeah. be like hmm, scratching and shoving it in my nose and I'd be like cool they'd be yeah. like strawberry yeah. and I'd be no like idea. yeah well I look at the picture and it's a strawberry and I was like strawberry <laughs> I, I didn't really you don't like think of you know, when you're that young yeah. you're like okay yeah and so then i was like oh that's what they're talking about <laughs> when matt said that my right. younger brother i was like oh so smells a thing so then we figured it out wow. do you remember someone explaining to you what smell is no but it was would have been my mother like and right. it was my mother and she i remember she like my mother is a nurse now retired nurse for many years and, and she did like a test where she brought ammonia out and like oh wow and like put it in our noses and and I remember she kept getting closer and I was like, not smelling anything. And then it got right there and I was like, whoa, but that's just like, that was just the, the fumes, potency, right? the fumes. Yeah. yeah. But there was no discernment of like flavor wow. or anything like that. Oh, wait, Philly, yeah. that's where like the, the most advanced scholarship, there's like an institute in Philly for smell. And she always wanted to take us there and get us checked out, but we didn't want to. So she didn't push it. So that was it. 
Philly. But did you ever see a doctor Another who was like, no, 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 no. Our yeah. pediatrician was probably just like, yeah, they can't smell. They're, I've met like numerous people in my life who can't smell. Really? It's, yeah, it's called osnosnia. We don't really talk Oz- about it. Osnosnia? Don't, Oz- don't say the word. It's I'm sorry. Taboo. No. <laughs> if I say, what, if I, what if I say it three times? What happens? <laughs> no, yeah. Your nose will explode. <laughs> so like, yeah, osnosnia. But, but uh, wow. yeah. So it's, wow. That's, yeah. That's really interesting because I never heard of it before. <laughs> I guarantee you've met other people. Who yeah. Don't have a yeah. Well, it never I comes up. It doesn't come up, right? Like mm-hmm. if you can't, I don't know, if you can't hear. All the other senses, it's like it's a major like a thing. Deal. Either yeah. you're blind, you're deaf, you're what, mute, right. no, uh, can't touch, you're paralyzed. Right. Like, what are they taste, though. So? Are there people taste, who can't that's taste? That's the other thing. Taste. People are always asking me, can you taste? And since being with my wife, I realized that I absolutely do not have like a highly nuanced sense of taste like mm-hmm. she does. And uh, I don't know if... I can speculate that it's been affected because of that. Like mm-hmm. I need like more, more extreme flavors or more, more, more degree of seasoning than most, you know, I need like more salt if I right. want something salty or right. like that. But, and that, that could be related. What's your favorite meal all time? Oh man. Well, I, bacon. Cause we just said bacon oh, and eggs. Bacon. So I can't really, so I think that's think a solid it. choice. Yeah. yeah I agree bacon was a little played out these I days, but I was there in like I the don't. early eighties. No, so, anyway. I don't believe in that. A lot doesn't have a sense of meat taste. <laughs> a lot. What's your favorite meal? Go. Um, Bacon, egg and cheese. Oh geez. No. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I would say, I would say I enchiladas. Oh, nice. Yeah. Something cheesy. Yeah. Cheese. Okay. <laughs> Just like no judgment. Makes sense. <laughs> Six um, degrees, New York is a <laughs> we're a judgment free zone. Yeah, yeah, this is a safe thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your favorite meal is like your personality. <laughs> Cheesy. Thanks, Trey. BFF. No. It's kind of fake. Fake meat. All anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I remember, cheesy. you know, when I when when it comes up, because I, I do like to tell people I I do like to tell people about you and Jeremy's <laughs> lack of sense of smell. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing. No, I don't like go yeah, around about it all the time. What but, else? But here's the thing. I I'm amazed because I'll be on the subway sometimes and I'll I will just be, you know, horrified by a smell. Bombarded. And and I remember you telling me that you would sometimes look up and realize everyone's sitting on the other side yeah. of the train. And there's like a puddle of vomit, like yeah. to a foot away. So, but there are some dangers to it too, right? I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the like carbon monoxide and stuff yeah. like that and gas. That's kind of, I think that's all I can think of. Well, yeah, that's the only time you ever come into contact really with a just smell. I mean, unless I guess you're in the subway and you know, you realize you're next to, yeah, but can, I mean, can that harm you? Yeah, yeah. it's not dire. I think I it's hard to say. I my breath, though, because I feel like maybe it can It's getting harm inside. Me. Yeah, like it's getting inside, <laughs> and so I like hold my breath and then There's run. a great scene in The Ice Storm, which is probably my favorite movie of That's all time. That's a great time, movie. Where like Elijah Wood's character, who's kind of like a space cadet, and he's like, he, he has a, a crucial role in that movie. I won't give away the ending, but... um. Spoiler alert! Where movie he, from 1997. He has a great scene in the classroom where he's like giving a book report, and he's like, "So he's talking about how smell particles in the air. Maybe this is why I remember. This, I don't know. Are actually like they're real, like physical particles that uh, actually yeah. can be translated. And he's like, "So think about that next time you're in a bathroom stall and you have <laughs> a smell coming in your body. I just like butchered the dialogue. It's way better, but." <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. 
So yeah, no, you, exactly. you have a point there. Yeah. Do you think then that having no sense of smell might heighten like other senses that you have? Because I, I mean, feel like that I, happens, right? Like, yeah, you they know call the, it the compensation. Because they're blind, so they click. Oh, yeah. And they can actually, it's the sound, but they can sort of see images because yeah. I saw this in this NPR thing about it. It was so good. It's yeah, great. No, absolutely. People riding bikes. That guy could ride a bike. Yeah, blind. it's fine. Well, and blind people, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't speak for blind people historically, but like I've heard and, I, and I've, 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 I've heard it said by some blind people or confirmed that their hearing is extremely developed, like mm-hmm. probably way more well-developed than the average person with sight, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That other senses kind of fill in to mm-hmm. create the world around you. So could be. Well, do you, I mean, you and Jeremy, your, your twin brother are mm-hmm. both artists. It's interesting because you're yeah, every, every, every other sense I have, I'm a genius. I mean, I'm like, a, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Oh yeah. So it visually, must be. visually <laughs> orally, is that the right word? Orally, <laughs> orally and orally. Oh, sorry, orally. orally. Uh, I don't. <laughs> we'll, we'll bleep out that first word. <laughs> anyway, so we're here with genius oralist <laughs> David Bronson. Can we call? Can we call me Genius Boy Oralist? David? Yeah. Oh, that's that works. I like that. that yeah, that could be the name of your next album. <laughs> uh, that, that's awesome. We I love we, it. <laughs> Gave us our com- you gave us your comic book. Maybe a comic book. You, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. talked about your smell, but really, uh, we opened we opened the show with a portion of your song "Songbird" off of your 2015 Questions album. Yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, listen, I want to listen to uh, another portion of "Songbird," um, and I want to talk about the album and the Alamars mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Should we listen to that real quick? I think I think we should. Yeah, get into it. Okay. I am pushing down a highway in the middle of a state. I don't know the way I'm going, so I guess I'll follow fate. And if you lend me some direction, I will pay you back in time. This life is questions, but the questions, they are mine. I am watching sun-kissed mountains. I am taking in the springtime. I am plenty past the limit For the moment I am fine And I will wonder what is coming While we ride this holy ride This life is questions But the questions, they are mine And I don't know That we'll all be alright I can't tell you We'll be sleeping sound tonight But outside I hear months maybe over a year but like i hear that voice that starts with robin clark's voice who like i just got emotional hearing because i so love good. her so much and and that was a choice to actually start the album with someone else's voice than my own and specifically with robin's voice and that's like for me every time i hear that song it makes me smile can you can you give us a quick for those of who don't know who robin clark is robin clark is a one of the most incredible vocalists you know alive she's a highly, highly accomplished background singer. I mean, in it, it, she's sung on and with so many things that 
that all of us know Mm -hmm. in terms of in the rock world and in commercially, you know, R&B. I mean, in so many different genres and so many different settings. Has she sung with anyone that we might recognize? Names we might recognize? Bowie, Simple Minds. She sung with Aretha Franklin. Franklin. She sang with um, everyone. That's so cool. On on various sessions. Mm -hmm. P-Funk, I remember her telling me about George Clinton and hundreds, hundreds. She sang with Bob Dylan. She sang sang with, oh yeah, yeah. everyone, everyone. I mean, I don't know who she hasn't sang with. Literally, she's- Dave Bronson. Exactly. David Bronson. Enough said. Be David. That's right. (laughs) I was way out of my league. That's how I like to be, you know, and she's just incredible. Like in so many ways, I mean, those sessions were amazing. And just as a person, she's so sensational, which is so like on top of everything else. It's like, wow. And just like, you just love her, you know, you've had an opportunity to work with some legends, but Robin Clark's very too. It's Carlos Alomar, right? Carlos Alomar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got to work very closely with both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Carlos through Robin because, because, um, because everybody ever always goes, I'll bring my wife with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, in this case, I'll bring my husband. I'm yeah. coming over. He drove. I literally was like, have your driver or whatever park the car. We were working <laughs> in, in Brooklyn, like near, I was like, just, just have, you know, who, your driver, like who, whoever's with your car, can you have them, you know, pull, have them pulled down there? My, my producer told, you know, I know this, how the studio works and stuff. And he's like, go tell him to park the car over there. I'm like, okay. So, tell, so he's like, oh, it's Carlos. And I was like, oh my God. Cause I knew she was married to Carlos <laughs> Alomar. Right. Like, and, and I've been a Bowie fan for, right. you know, 30 years. You say, like I said, tell your driver to pull down yeah, this guy. I don't give a fuck. Who <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos, Oops, uh, well, so Carlos Alomar was David Bowie's he was musical a, director he, for years. He, I, th- I believe I'm correct. I, I, I could be, I'm pretty sure I'm correct in saying that he, Carlos was the, longest running musician collaborator with Bowie in his whole career. Oh, wow. He worked with Bowie for like 35 years, like with some gaps in there, they both did other things. Mm-hmm. Like he, he worked with a lot of people, he worked with Lennon, he worked yeah. with Paul McCartney. He worked with, but yeah, he was Bowie's guitar player and musical director, like on the, on those huge tours. For hey. He played, he played on Uptown Funk, right? That's yeah, right. He, yeah. Yeah. I played with Bruno Mars. He plays with Alicia, Alicia Keys and, uh, he's and, also and you told him Jagger. and David Bronson and David Bronson. But, but, the, but so, <laughs> Audrey's, Audrey's your hype man for this episode. I know. <laughs> so what you're telling me is the first time you met a data. <laughs> first time you met Carlos Alomar, you told him to bring the bags around front. Exactly. I was like, dude, it, come yeah, on. Yeah, park over there. Bring the bags in. <laughs> and don't the forget water. your guitar. Yeah. Don't forget. Wait, yeah. so was Robin first? Was Robin the oh, first yeah. person that got everybody in? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't realize at that. At my indirect request. And I specifically had this conception from the way beginning of the album. I was writing the songs like, I want to basically, I want to have the flavor and the sound of David Bowie's Young Americans album, which mm-hmm. to me was like one of the pinnacles of that kind of seventies. They called it like plastic soul, you know, or like mm-hmm. white plastic soul. Cause he was white cause Bowie was white and stuff, but it's a amazing soul album. I mean, it's just like, it's beautiful. Like, you know, you know, you guys know the song Young, Young oh, Americans. Yeah. All right. That's Robin. Like, that's Robin's voice. Like that. That's like, so cool. Yeah. And I actually didn't, I didn't know that. That's, that's awesome. Robin. Oh, yeah. Wow. And uh, so I said that to Godfrey, like, I basically want the sound of like young Americans. I just want the soul vibe and I want, I want soul background singers. Like I just, I think it's going to work with this body material. And I pictured it from the writing and he was like, he loved the idea and he's totally worked in that wheelhouse many, many times. And he worked with Robin in the seventies. He's like, huh. He's like, well, if you want the sound of young Americans, like I'll 
I'll get in touch with Robin Clark. I was like, what? Like, I didn't realize, I, I knew he, he worked in one of the big four New York recording studios all from the seventies through like the nineties, I think definitely all through the eighties and into the nineties. And, uh, and he worked with everyone, like all the, and I'm, I, my whole life, my brother too, who's a, who's a great musician, an amazing drummer. And we always played together and we're just total like liner note nerds our whole life, you know? And to this day, Godfrey's like, holy shit. He'll like, he's like, Dave is the only guy who like, I can be like, who is this guy on the Steely Dan record on like Katie lied on like the fourth track. And like he played guitar and I'm like, you know, Hugh McCracken or whoever it was like yeah. all these guys, like he's like, Dave knows the names. He, he was blown away. Cause I know all the names from like, of all those players from the seventies records. Cause that's like what I love. So you're like, uh, you're like the IMDB for, for music. Yeah. I wish we had liner notes to quiz you right now. Live yeah. quiz. Yeah. Live quiz. Ask whatever you want. You know? And uh, and Godfrey Newton worked with all those people. So That's I was cool. just like, holy fuck. When I started working with him, I would, I would just like every session, every time I'd be at his recording studio, which is right over in Crown Heights, like I just ask him stories like, so wait, so tell me about like this or that. I was like, do you know this person? Like this random bass player that like just music people know. And he's like, oh man, him? Like, let me tell you about this. And like, I was like, wow. So How, cool. How'd you get hooked up with him? Seahag, you know, Seahag, oh, yeah. my, my guitar player. Yeah. An old buddy of mine who, who I met years and years ago, like right after college in the city, we played on a project together. It's a very interesting project. And, uh, he's the sweetest guy on earth. He's the coolest guy. Ben knows him well because he shot him right in this very studio actually for yeah, a music we video, on a video we did, from questions. It's really cool. Yeah. If there's literally like a level of like best guitar player living, maybe there are a hundred of them. Like he's a Get, get, he's abs- he's in there for sure. A lot of people in the music industry know who this guy is. He's not a household name, but he's as good as it gets and he's unbelievable. And so my brother and I immediately, like once we started playing on this project with him, first of all, he's the coolest guy, but actually, no, first of all, like, holy fuck, who, he, this is the sickest guitar player we've ever heard. And we hit it off, you know, and, and he liked my music. He was always a supporter, Ben, as you were actually. There's like this, like. Shout to Ben. Huge shout to Ben and Seahag. I mean, you know, birds of a feather. But so like when you're an independent artist, this sort of dovetails a little bit into, I think, a theme you guys are are interested in talking about uh, is like a lot of the work you do is kind of like can for years on end, we've talked about this a lot, Ben, can be totally isolated and totally no one sees it. There's no audience for it. There's no, you know, let alone like it's on television or the radio or any of that bullshit. It's just, it might literally just like literally four people have ever heard it and maybe will ever hear it. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of that too, you know? Wait, are um, you talking about our podcast or? <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got at least six. <laughs> See, you guys are blowing me out of the way. No, but like, so no, and those supporters mean a lot. It's the, just the people who have hear it at whatever stage, whether it's like, it's usually friends, you know, it's people, you yeah, know, sure. but they believe in your stuff. And as an artist, that, that means a, a ton, you know, it's, it's half, it's like half of your support, I would say, not necessarily is this percentage wise. No, is external support. Uh, and, oh, the, yeah. and the other half, which might be the way more important half is the internal support, you know, that you need. It's, you know, you, you take belief, like wherever you can get it kind of as an artist, mm-hmm. as an independent artist. And this external support is important, but the crucial thing is, and I don't know how artists who don't have this even function, but like, you have to produce it. You either have it inside yourself or you don't. And that determines whether you are an artist or not. What is that? What do you mean produce it? You have to take, you, you have, have to be disciplined. You have to get no, it done. No, 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 no. You just have to believe that this believe. is, I'm, this is real inside. I'm the real deal. 
it's that's it. You know, that's it. Confidence. But that's but you know what? I I've heard from tons of people. I I don't know for sure. I'm not very intimately aware with the with with Elliot Smith. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. Like I don't know the case with him, obviously, and no one does except for he did probably. But like whether or not he actually thought he was shit or thought he was brilliant mm-hmm. or maybe somewhere in between. I have no idea. But I think a lot of artists kind of do think they're shit. That's what you hear. But I can't fathom that. If I thought I was shit, I would not be an artist. I mean, like, yeah. how could you do that? Maybe it has to do with upbringing. Certain people are bred for punishment. I don't know, but I don't like that at all. So you, so you don't consider yourself like a tortured artist or anything. I mean, that no, yeah. I, I was for a long time. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but uh, like you, what, what yeah, is the what is the motivation to create if it's not? Do you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. talking about somebody like Elliot Smith, right? Um, if he was tortured and had self doubt. Right. He still made a number of albums, you know, in spite of, he still worked. He's ha- he still worked yeah. a lot. He has. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. Half a dozen Amazing albums. Body work yeah, yeah. And like, right. And undisputedly, I think under any criteria always outside of himself, he what? I'm sorry. He always makes the songwriter conversation, singer songwriter conversation. Well, he's, he's a bonafide artist. Yeah. I mean, any fucking thing anyone says or thinks or whatever, he is a real deal artist. He might not have felt that way about himself. I don't know. That's kind of the point I'm making. Yeah. And I, and I can't fathom, I can't understand doing it if you don't think that. Like, right. At least you're the real deal. But I, you know, that, that's like much broader than art. I think, you know, that, that's kind of has a lot to do with my whole philosophies about just just being and like and life and any endeavor anyone's gonna do like if you know i kind of feel like anyone can do anything not not that anyone can be like i always think of like a pro basketball player like there are certain physical requirements that are necessary for certain activities or or outward manifestations right of like production but uh but i do tend to believe like if you have it, it you know it's kind of a cliched thing if you have an intense desire like this need this passion to do something you're going to be good at it eventually yeah you will because that's the most important component by far yeah it far overshadows every other fucking thing i'm 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 certain of it whether i'm right or wrong you know like to me that's that is true can i ask a question Mm. if you um you feel confident as an artist where do you think that confidence came from did you reach a point in your career or in your development as an artist where you realize, Hey, I'm actually getting good at this. Was there like a moment or was it always, do you think it was like blind and then you finally, you know, fake it till you make it? Uh, no, it was, no, that's a really good question. I've never thought of that characterization of it, that way of thinking about it. But like, um, it was somewhere in my twenties when I think it was more of like a decision when I was, in my teens and like in college, I wanted to be an artist. I just, I just always thought I was the coolest thing in the whole world to be a musician, but then, but also just to be an artist. I mean, I always studied, I always studied art and art history, mm-hmm. like the history of art. So different media, my whole, from the time I was a freshman in high school, I took this ages and ideas. It was called this, which was like a transformational moment for me, this class. I was like one of three freshmen with this visionary teacher who I'm still in touch with, this high school teacher. It was a senior elective class. And she convinced, I learned years later, she convinced the administration to just let her, she was like, let me have a few freshmen just because for wow. that blood, just to have that youth mm-hmm. and that vigor in the classroom. 
with these jaded seniors who are going to be leaving and, 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 you know, and, and it was like a, you know, it was an honors class or something. So like the presumption was they, these kids would be intelligent and offer something. And, you know, and we did, it was me and two friends, two, two, two people who I was good friends and friendly with. And like we, and, and we all loved the class. It was an awesome class. And it was life changing for me because it was the, one of the first times I kind of was like, wow, like there's just, there's something about this. I, she put up like the, Cat with bird. I forget what the title is, but it's like Cat with Bird. There's a big by Paul Clay, a painter. There's like a big cat face, and it almost looks like this Egyptian hieroglyph sort of. It's beautiful, you know. He's amazing. I had never heard of him at all. Never seen anything like that. And she just put up this slide. It's like wow. And then she put up like Jan Van Eyck, like the the Arnolfini wedding portrait, which is this made like this technical a whole other spectrum a whole other dialogue a painting as well but like this whole other world you know and and it all was so stimulating to me so i knew that there was like whereas like i kind of liked history class but i guess there was something about the the production of like something mm-hmm. whether it doesn't have to be visual culture obviously musical culture or any kind of production like that has always been I've always been drawn to it in retrospect. Creating, like creating something. Creating something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To me, that's just, that's culture. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be, so history is also, you know, it's culture, but it's like, I don't know, you know, that's a different kind of whole thing, world events and all that with, there's always been something, there's always been this like connection to art per se, whatever the hell that means, you know, art. But, and so I always, I always knew I loved it even before I was aware that I loved it, it was like, it always drew me. And then through college, it was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is, I kind of, this is just what turns me on. That's my whole life. I mean, Mm -hmm. can I just say like, uh, this is maybe a topic for another show and it's going to be kind of a tangent, but it is amazing how much one teacher can like impact you by giving you support in a certain area. I had a photo professor who passed away last year and he changed the way that I looked at photography and it yeah. happened really early in my college career. And when you said that uh, just now, it reminded me of him. And so I think John J. Weiss. Shout out uh, to Jen J. Weiss. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, so I, I'm just thinking like in terms of, I, I think a lot of people who are in the creative world have a spot where somebody looked at something they did and said, that's valid. And that yeah. took them to another place. And I don't know. Yeah, no, totally. Or just like um, turns something on. Six Degrees NYC here with Dave Bronson talking about life as an artist. When you look at the people who came aboard mm-hmm. for this album, yeah, uh-huh. did you have different expectations of the uh, album? Maybe. Not because of them or anything. Not 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 only due to them. It was like, oh, Carlos Alamos is on my record. This is going to be on the radio or something like that. Not at all. Like, Really? Because I feel, I'm not trying to, yeah, I, yeah. I would, if I, I'm not in that position, but I feel like if I was, maybe I would be like, I have these people who are like, you know, who have worked with some of the, some yeah. of the best, like behind me. So like, I mean, to the degree that I am in the industry and the only degree that I'm in the industry is because I've worked with these people and I've actually produced records, you know, that have gone out and I know, I know what it is to tour and to get publicists and all that stuff. Like it's not, it's not an uncommon thing nowadays at all for an unknown, which I am to get well-established and big name, quote unquote, within the industry players or collaborators in any, because these people are still 
they're working and they're in the industry, yeah. which has been decimated essentially. And, and they, they want to do what they do. They're they're yeah. That's what they do. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, if you're a photographer, if you're a, if you're a teacher, you know, that's what they do. So, so, and, and they've all, they've all weathered this industry over these decades. And they've also all probably besides for the top point oh 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 whatever minuscule percentage that is are like the elton johns or the lady gagas of the world or whatever the rest of the actual industry are people that are not household names mm-hmm. certainly in whatever they do and they've seen and they've been involved in projects at every level and there's always like godfrey says this great thing when we start to working together he's like okay i'm hoping i'll fuck it up now I've got some tequila in me, but like, but like he was like at the beginning of every project, there are like three variables, three criteria that you always evaluate as, as a personnel, as a hired person. If, if you want to take, and as a professional, if you want to take the project, he's like, there's the, the music, which, you know, the art, the quality, if you want to put it that way, the money and the hang. And like, what was the last one? Hang. The people, the cool, the, the yeah. coolness of the people, and there's got to be two out of the three yeah, to yeah, take yeah. a job. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I think that's but, probably pretty universal across the arts. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, they've all been in at all levels of the, of it over mm-hmm. the over their careers, you know. And so, so that's not it's not crazy at all. So that is to say, I did not at all think that the while I was certainly humbled and psyched as hell that these people. That I was going to be working with them. It was just like, this is fucking awesome. Like, and I yeah. really sort of looked at it like, this is amazing. Like I'm not actually looking anything beyond his icing. It would be great. Like it would be, I used to be in the car when I was a, uh, you know, a freshman or a junior in college or after I graduated or in high school with my twin brother, listening to Carlos Alomar play fucking these albums, like all those parts on like Bowie, like stay and all, all those amazing years and those amazing echelons, those amazing, um, evolutions and periods in, in Bowie's work and stuff and be like, holy shit, loved all that stuff. And it's like, fuck, this is Carlos Alomar is playing on my album. It was incredible, but it really was, I didn't expect any quote unquote, you know, external success due to that. We listen to albums and songs, really. Songs in a very different way today mm-hmm. than we did, say, 20 years oh, and ago albums. before. Albums and songs. we don't listen to albums. We don't listen to albums. We listen to single, or a lot of people, it depends on how you do it. Mm-hmm. But the way that music is structured these days, yeah. you can yeah. sign on to Spotify, Pandora, totally. all these different streaming. I don't know them all because, you know. Yeah, there's no way to know them all. It's and, right. And always evolving. What, what did, did you notice that as at a point? Uh, it, not at a particular point, but like everyone else, you know, I certainly was aware of the trajectory and at a certain point it just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the reality. Now? Oh yeah. No, that's the reality now. Oh yeah. That's what it is. Like there's no more, no one gives a shit about albums really. No, no one, it's not even a conception of anyone under the age of 30. I think like that's, what is that? What is an album? Yeah. Do they even know what an album is? It's like, no it's idea. like when we were kids, like records, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, exactly. my dad listened like, to what them. What does that mean? And when's the last time you bought an album? Um, well, you don't, do you mean a physical album a physical. or a group of songs? Like the actual, cause I, I, I guess buy, it doesn't matter. Right? I buy digital yeah. albums. Mm-hmm. Whenever I buy music, I buy albums. Mm-hmm. Not once in, literally there may be even like three times in my life where I've actually purchased a song, an individual song. I don't do that. I never, never do that. Yeah. Literally like twice, two or three times. And, um, and I, whenever I buy music, I buy albums. And like three months ago when I was, it's like whenever I have access to a car, I and I still go on Amazon and I 
buy CDs. I fucking you do. I bought Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, and Lies because I, who the hell knows where my copies went? <laughs> Are you give it up. For yes, GNR? I had to give it up for GNR, Appetite <laughs> for Destruction. I love that album. I thought you were going to say that you took his original copies. He probably did. I'm sure he did. For taking I could have just gone to Ben's. I buy maybe between zero and like 10 albums a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's a time, obviously, we all remember this the Napsters, the Bear Shares of the World. Bear Shares, that's, that's a throwback. That one was over my head. Bear really? Bear yeah. I've never heard of that. Well, that's what I used in college. Um, <laughs> the downloading of music without having to pay for it. Right. As an artist, right. did you ever do that before you uh, even thought about it? Was that something that. And how do you, I mean, I mean, obviously now I'm now assuming. Now I feel bad about all the well, times well, I did that. Obviously now people feel a little bit differently about I guess. doing that. But I mean, what's, what are your thoughts on the, the evolution of the music industry and how yeah. things have changed yeah. from record stores to downloading? You know, it's kind of like saying, well, were you pissed off when Gutenberg discovered the printing press? Or like, the, it's like. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, wait. Well, Ben was. Was that rhetorical? <laughs> no, no, I was actually curious. Oh. I thought you might have. Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> Steve Gutenberg, God, I love, I know three men and a baby, like, I know. Uh, or Police Academy went through. Hello! Yeah. Citizen on Patrol. Well, that guy had. <laughs> this is not Le Mans! <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you guys are like. Uh, hey, listen, You're younger is, than us. This is a 70s conversation, and I don't Please. know why I'm in it. I'm not younger than, I'm older than him. By two months, don't play me like that. Don't call me him, okay? This guy right and here. And I'm, I'm a movie fiend, so Steve Gutenberg is, is uh, a movie star. Yeah, well, what about Michael oh, Winslow? Talking about. Oh, he's a oh, man. Michael Winslow. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I, I, sound effects ever. I, I, I love Michael Winslow. I feel like I feel like he's been overshot. I feel like he's Can we just scrap everything deal? and talk about Michael Winslow? <laughs> That's what I want to do. Why not? That's way more interesting <laughs> than this shit. Let's start over. Our guest today is Michael Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. Um, shit. All right. um, I forget what you asked. I don't I give a shit about any of that. I mean, like, it's just culture Art. moves, history, Art. humanity moves. I, you know, I don't know. Could I be disgruntled that I never had a big audience? Like, so it's not like I was missing out on all. I don't know. That's like way above me. You know, like, I can't. I can only think about my own life and what I see and what I impact and all compare that. Compare and despair. Yeah, compare exactly. Compare and despair. But in this case, it's like compare and despair. It's almost like, fuck, I, fuck, I, I wasn't a right fielder for the Red Sox. Like, you know, it's like, it's a ridiculous. Like, Is that like a like a hoop dream? Like, that's a dream? That no, you that's have. like how ridiculous it would be if I yeah, was like yeah. disgruntled about the internet coming into the world, which is, which is, that's really what right. happened. I mean, you, you know, Napster, all that shit. It's just, that's because the internet exists. And like, am I, I don't know if the internet's good. I have no fucking idea. No one knows if the internet's good. Anyone who right. claims that they do is full of shit or stupid or in denial. I mean, I'm drunk. So I'm anyone sorry. who thinks, <laughs> anyone who thinks the internet is good, give us a call. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is humanity good? That's the question. I don't know. I think it's the best thing ever, but right. it's just, that's just a, you know. A little outward manifestation of everything. So, oh. <laughs> so, I just do like a fart we'll sound. After for the right. uh, listen, Dave, we've covered a lot of ground. Have we fucking have I talked enough? Jesus, can I stop? We just have one more question, and then we have twelve more questions. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Followed by uh, sub questions. What's 
you, you've worked across many different media. Yeah. You worked, you, you gave us an, a beautiful comic book. You gave us a beautiful yep. album. You yeah. have an MFA in photography also. You, you are- Film uh, and video. No, film, film and video. I transferred over. Oh, you transferred, yeah. wow. He so started you. with me and he ended elsewhere. A and, I'm, and I'm one credit away happened. from a master's in art history that I just bailed on because I didn't write the paper. I think this podcast may give you uh, honorary degree. degree. Uh, what's what's next for you in the world of creation? I'm working on a kids' TV show. Wow. Seriously? Yeah, children's television show with my oh brother. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's and I'm like, you know, I'm as excited about this as anything else I've ever done. I think. Is there a way we can? Uh, is, is, do you want to give any uh, shout outs to like your website or their website? Like it doesn't exist yet. It doesn't. So no, we're in like such we can do that early in phases. We will stay Listen. tuned. No. He does have a well, website. Well, if you, I have a web, so Dave Bronson Music. Yeah, actually, now it's David. It's David Bronson Arts dot com. Arts, and that forwards like I did, if you go to, yeah. I did see it on the back of the comic that you gave yeah, us. David so, Bronson Arts dot com. So in the future, when that show exists, if you go to David Bronson Arts, it might I might just direct it to that show, or there will be some, you'll be able to get to the show through there without a doubt. I'm awesome. just going to yeah. buy a lot for arts, just in case. You should. For the future. Oh, I already you know what? It. I, I already own it. it. Damn it. Oh, you guys always do this. Same joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All this shit about not following money. Now you guys are trying to snake me. The fuck? <laughs> We're going to get to the rapid fire. Dave Bronson, thank you for answering our questions today. Uh, rapid fire time. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do it. Pew, Okay. Nice. All right. I'm going to blank on all these. I'm terrible at this kind of Rapid fire. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions. You have no time to respond to them. No thinking. That's what I like. First... If word or first through your head the whole okay. yeah first word or first thing that oh. comes to mind when these questions are asked that's copyrighted I'm sure you can't use that what oh. the whistling the Jeopardy thing. yeah because you, you just said it if you didn't don't say worry. it it could have been the you don't worry it could have yeah, been that was just Jeopardy whistling because he whistled it I think it's okay fuck I just lost the game no it's, it's seven notes you know oh no that forget it don't I think we're allowed to do that rapid <laughs> fire time <laughs> quick responses oh god can't take that shit back go. and here we go. Got Most it. nostalgic spot in New York City. Most nostalgic spot. My my the, my, my old bedroom, the which first was, place I lived. Which is where? Life. It's on the Upper West Side. Okay. Upper West Side. Mm -hmm. Favorite bridge. Bridge. I would probably say, I don't know. Does Taxman have a bridge? It's <laughs> a music joke. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, they call Skip. it Middle Eight. Skip. Go on. <laughs> Pass. Favorite band. Oh God! Can I name like seven? No. No, name my one brother and I and our oldest friend we were just doing a whole thing with Led Zeppelin. So there you go. Awesome. Favorite, well, favorite musician. Favorite musician. Right. I mean, you know, I, I can't say what I'm really thinking. It's just ridiculous. Me. <laughs> okay, so I you can absolutely that. say that. Why <laughs> can you say that? If you could work with one musician, who would it be? Probably John Lennon, but it wouldn't have to be on music. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Favorite song. Oh man. Well, so I do, Ben knows cause he's on my, on my email list, but like I sent something out once that said, like, if I were trying to describe music to alien creatures, like in the world, I think I would use, um, Van Morrison's into the mystic. I, that might be my favorite song. There, I have like a thousand or, you know, 20 favorite songs, but that's, that's my favorite song. album. Van Morrison. Uh, is there really? Oh yeah. Favorite Dave Bronson song. Impossible. Doesn't exist. No. Impossible. Changes are, they're, is there all tied, they're all tied for first. Impossible. It was uh, on my first album. 
Oh, impossible to name a song? <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be funny. I was like, damn. I couldn't tell you. He's like, it's That's impossible. No I'm like, no, seriously. He's like, no, the song. I, the only song I remember is Songbird because we just talked about it. Favorite era of music? 70s. 70s? Yeah, 70s. Sorry, I called that when he we did. talked about the question. Yeah. Oh, that's that's real tough, Ben. Favorite genre of music. <laughs> Favorite genre? All right, rock, I guess. It, it, it's sort of meaningless. Rock, you know. Favorite musical? Favorite musical? You're a Disney guy. You better fucking answer this shit. I, I honestly, I do remember really like a, an ex, an old camp counselor of mine visited the city once and took me to Beauty and the Beast. Oh wow! In the nineties, I, I just, loved it. I loved great. it. Great. I just heard that song in, in the car it. on the way. Uh, I mean, it was on shuffle and like search it. You did search no, it. No, I did not. It wasn't. It. I didn't. <laughs> you did. All right, eight track. Oh wait, but 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 West Side Story. I oh, West Side Story. Okay. I like being okay. serious. Oh, West Side yeah. Story. Yeah. Oh, you can't change it. You know that. Eight track or cassette tape? An eight track. What, what is, is an eight track? Who yeah, put that question cassette there? tape. Definitely cassette tape. Mean? Definitely eight track. I, I guess it was eight. That's okay. Though. Cassette. Fucking cassette. My whole birth of music like relationship was cassettes. So cassette. Michael Jackson or Prince? I know what he's for the first say. half of my I life. Know what he's gonna say you do. Well, let's see. What do you think I'm gonna Go say? I'm gonna say Michael Jackson. Oh, that surprised me. I would have. Really? I almost changed it. Because, you thought she was gonna. You thought he was gonna say. Prince? That surprises me because Dave is such an artist, oh, and Prince. Yeah. Prince to me, more, Michael Jackson's a performer, yeah, and he's incredible, well, and he's yeah. an artist too. But Prince, to me, is more of a. No, you're totally right in your in, in your logic. His, you're totally yeah. right in your logic, but I'm basing it on nostalgia. Ah! I'm basing it on my childhood. Yeah, six degrees. Of, six nice. degrees. NYC rapid fire does not you. mean we do it rapidly. <laughs> sorry, this sorry. This sorry rapidly. Rapidly. No, no, rapidly with no, me. No, I don't, don't like have to, to do go rapid. rapidly. Well, we, we, he's got to respond. Got to change the name, and we can't. We'll just call it fire. But if I don't respond quickly, then you know, tough shit. Yeah. Question number L. Random question. Michael Jordan or Michael B. Jordan? Like who's Michael B. Jordan? Oh, is he the actor that was in Fruitvale Station? Yes. Yes. Him, without a doubt. That was a great movie. Action Bronson or Charles Bronson? Charles, because everyone my whole life was like, are you related to Charles Bronson? <laughs> but we're talking about the no, no, ones. Action Bronson, because he has one song that I but we're talking. We're not love. talking about Charles Bronson, the actor. We're talking about the crazy one. No, uh, we definitely can't. We're joking. No, <laughs> uh, favorite touristy spot or landmark in New York City? Oh, shit. I was going to say Walt Disney World outside of Orlando, oh. Florida. But, uh, can I just leave it that? Yes. Yes, okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> Least favorite borough? It doesn't exist. I can say Manhattan, unequivocally my favorite bur- borough. And besides that, I've had good experiences in all the boroughs. Wow. Nice answer. Shout to Staten Island. Yeah. Shout Dude, I, I bought Staten my, the cut. I bought my most beloved instrument in Staten Island. Wow. Yeah, Look at that. Staten Island making a comeback. Yeah. Mandolin Brothers, rest in peace. We love you. I'm wow. so, so sad that he died. J- John Jay was the guy's name. He was amazing. Got, yeah, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, you know, Neil Young, they all bought George Harrison, they all bought guitars at Mandolin Brothers in really? Staten Island. And the guy very tragically and sadly passed like two years ago from cancer, I think. Oh, the man. guy, it was a house. And that was an acoustic he sold guitar. mandolins out of his house. Uh, acoustic instruments. Huh. It was just called Mandolin Bros. Anyway. What is the best venue you've performed in? Best venue. I'm thinking of there's a park in Short Hills, New Jersey. When I was like a senior, that was that was fun because we had just discovered weed. Like it was great. <laughs> well, <laughs> discovering weed is good, but also uh, you're close to home. That's nice. Exactly. Was it called Greenwood Gardens? No, never that heard of that, but I mean that could be new. Jero Park. Jero Park. No, that's the Little League Park. That's where I played uh, literally, which I hate. Old Short Hills Park. That's the one. That's Old the one. Short Hills Park. He was so high, he doesn't remember the name. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, 
Is that it? Where are we going? Where are we <laughs> going from here? A really important one. Are we done? <laughs> no, no, we got we got a few more. I I want to know. Uh, People are like, come on. I, I think our audience demands to know. Yeah. With uh, mm. with what we open with and your sense of smell. Do you ever do you ever oh, worry I thought that about, was like in the cookie? What do, you do you ever worry first? about farting? Oh. Yeah. Do I worry about farting? Yeah. Do Not you think about it. When no. did you start? Is this question that. on stage? No. no. Oh, on the stage? Never. Ripping ass. I not never worry about smelling. Not knowing what you're putting out there to the other people. You've oh, heard yeah, people. on the subway all the time. And you, what you guys might find this amusing. The ones that we non-smellers assume don't smell and do smell is basically opposite. I am actually reality. really fascinated yeah, by that. The ones that I, because I base it on feel. Like if it's like. I'll just go ahead and get graphic. Like if it's like ripping through your ass, you know, if it's like one that's really like, like a violent, like, right, yeah, like right. vibrations yeah, that are like yeah. sharp and, you know, like yeah. a sine wave or whatever the fuck the wave is. Like those you assume like. They're going to be funky. No, I think it's not going to smell because yeah, they're dry. Think, they're, they're loud. They're dry. It's it's the, I always assume the wet ones are going to yeah. reek because it's like a fucking sweat yeah. coming out of your ass. But then maybe not. <laughs> I, I don't know. What, do I do? what does he know? Silent but deadly. Yeah, no, that's, I don't I'll know. tell you right now. It's... But my wife tells me I'm completely wrong in all my assumptions. So, so you asked your learn. wife, was, how about that one? No, was no that she's one like, that? what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, shit, I could have sworn that would have been like a, not, like a nothing. She's like, that was awful. I was like, I held in half of it. She's like, don't, that's awful. Just get the fuck out of here. So, anyway, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, Maybe we should end yeah. there. Wait, can we just How can, can we top that? Can we match? No, that's, that's it. Can we, can we match tone one more time? Can you start <laughs> with what? Oh, no. tone. Yeah, I'm not starting. Pitch. I'll start. No, I started I, last I time. Like, okay, I like you can going start. into it after. Uh, uh, wait, no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I don't have enough. lung capacity for that shit. Hurry uh, up, dude. Oh, oh. I, I blew it. I was gonna come up with something like some song. Something. All right, I think we did pretty Dave good. Dave Brownson, <laughs> unbelievable, Dave. Thank you for this being here. This was a great interview. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming. This was a lot of fun. I learned so much. We had such a great time with you. <laughs> yeah, here. I feel like oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, really. I feel very thoughtful right now. I do too. But also, I feel like we've talked. We've talked so many times mm-hmm. about. Big life questions and introspective Everything. things. And here you are getting into it with us. And so I think we should leave with uh, the end part of the song that we've been teaching all night, Songbird. Six, six Degrees NYC with Dave Brunson. Great podcast, right? Check us out at Six Degrees at NYC and or subscribe on iTunes. Six Degrees at NYC. And my songbird keeps me grounded As I barrel through the day Did I follow that conviction all the way? And while I'm busy counting big steps She says one thing at a time My life is questions But the questions, they are mine